SAFM. Let's talk. Well, let's get into our municipal watch feature for today. We're looking at the Ugu District Municipality. It has been facing some water challenges for some time. And the water situation now that has been affecting communities under that district municipality is said to be getting worse. Uh, The residents there are now threatening to protest until uh, the water issue is resolved. On the other hand, the KwaZulu-Natal Premier, Sitle Zikalala, has been engaging with communities to try and convince them that he's dealing with the situation. Well, let's get the perspective of what is happening uh, in that municipality. Ibrahim Sheikh is a community member and also one of the local activists joins us on the line. Ibrahim, good morning to you. Good morning and thank you for having me on the show. And Councillor Pumli Lemtiani is the mayor of the Ugu District Municipality. Councillor Lemtiani, good morning to you. Good morning to you and, and the viewers and also the residents around Ugu District Municipality. All right. We're also expecting to hear then from the spokesperson for the KZN Premier, Sikhe Zikalala. Ibrahim, let me perhaps begin with you and give you an opportunity to really paint a picture for myself and the rest of the listeners of SAFM, uh, in, in, paint a picture of what is happening in the Ugu District Municipality and what the quality of life has been, especially where it relates to the access to water. Okay, um, thank you for that. Um, firstly, given the time that I have, I don't think it's uh, enough for me to cover exactly what has been going on here in the last 10 years. And I wanted to start off by saying that this problem is not something that has started now. It's actually been in the rural areas up to 10 years, 8 years. But I'm going to focus most of my response on the last two years where I've been actively involved, and um, I'm going to give you a response according to that. So in the last two years, um, the most vulnerable of vulnerable people have suffered the most. Um, uh, we have Gokos who are earning uh, a, a little pension fund or, or, or SASA grant, and they use this money to pay uh, little boys to go with a wheelbarrow to get water from different areas. Uh, businesses have suffered. Businesses have closed down on the south coast, which depend on, um, on, on, on um, uh, tourism, especially here on the south coast. Uh, without water, people don't visit the area. This is a huge, huge injustice because when businesses close, um, then you have unemployment, and unemployment leads to increased uh, criminal activity. The the issue of water really has an impact on our communities far beyond just not having water in our tap. Um, I've had schools, uh, special needs schools, that uh, uh, these special needs schools don't have water to clean the floors and to flush the toilets. When I went into one of the special needs schools, and, and again, just before I continue with that point, my focus here today is on the most vulnerable of vulnerable people um, the, the, the poorest of the poorer, um, uh, because we are all suffering with this water problem. And I want to talk today about those that don't have a voice, those special needs schools, those gokos who are, are, are still um, in the farms and in the rural areas that are really, really taking the worst of the brunt in what's going on here. So coming back to that school, I went to the special needs school, and it was disgusting. It, it was smelling. Because, again, lack of water, 
And and um, it's it's an injustice. I looked at those kids. It was an injustice for them to be lying on 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 the floors. They're playing on the floors. It wasn't clean for weeks. And obviously, I engaged with different departments to seek assistance. Um, the, the suffering is just unbelievable in the last two years. Uh, again, coming back to the rural indigenous areas that are, are really bearing the brunt of this, water tankers are coming out. Ubu has sent out, but it's random. Uh, we we cannot uh, rely on the water tankers. Uh, for example, in an area called Stick Farm, the truck supposed to come out every Tuesday. And in the month of June, it's come out twice. So people are standing on the roadsides with the buckets, waiting for this truck to arrive, whatever little water they're getting, and the truck doesn't arrive. Uh, this morning, in fact, regarding the trucks and the water trucks, I had a call from the councillor, the local councillor here in the Hibidin area. She said to me, Sheikh, please go to Stick Farm. The residents are harassing the truck driver. Now things are getting out of hand. Why are they harassing the truck driver? Because the truck driver is filling the Ugu tanks that Ugu has promised. But these are these, not enough tanks to cater for the entire area. So now people are buying their own Jojo tanks, their own water tanks. And then when they see the Ugu truck coming down the road, they stop the driver and they say, listen, fill my Jojo tank. And obviously, the Ugu does not fill private Jojo tanks. But the desperation on the ground is increasing Last week, Monday, uh, two minutes away from my home uh, in Hibatin here in Amzumbi, the, 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 the people of Amzumbi Fairview took to the roads in protest. And I was there uh, to monitor the situation. The Ugu deputy mayor did address them eventually. They handed over a me- memorandum. It's because the suffering is reaching a point now where uh, the people are ready to take to the streets. I was uh, in a meeting last night in Port Chipton. They're talking about um, opening up uh, legal cases against Ugu. Uh, I was in Ramsgate the other day. The Ratepayers Association in Ramsgate have come together and they say, Sheikh, we are now going to take to the road. Enough is enough. And here's an interesting point about Ramsgate. Uh, right now, I can send you pictures and videos of water flowing in the streets. Thousands and thousands of liters of water pouring onto the streets, but not a drop in the tap. The frustration there is, it's not that they don't have water. It's just that the pipes and the infrastructure to deliver the water to the taps are either uh, uh, being sabotaged, number one, or number two, the infrastructure is old and frail. All right. Uh, talking... Yeah, All right. so, so, Sheikh? Can, so that's the situation at the moment. All right, I'm, I'm going to just come in there. Uh, I think you've done a pretty good job of helping us understand just how extensive the impact of the water challenges have been. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get the response of the mayor. We're focusing on the Ugu District Municipality for our Municipal Watch feature today. You've heard the voice of Ibrahim Sheikh. He's a community member, one of the local activists there, and he's really uh, painted a picture of what things are like in the areas that fall under the Ugu District Municipality and what the challenges of consistent water supply have meant for them. Council Amtiani, of course, there are many issues that your municipality is facing. Perhaps the lack of water supply is an example of just how broken down 
your municipality is. You, you, you didn't exactly get raving reviews from the Auditor General. If anything, there'd be questions about the viability of this municipality. Thank you. Thank you to yourself and also thank you to Mr. Ibrahim, uh, the community member who has come in front on behalf of the community. First and foremost, um, the issues that have been raised by Mr. Ibrahim, we cannot deny that, that they are very correct. All who have got challenges. And what I'm happy about is the way that we started. When we say these issues or challenges that started long time ago, 10 years ago or so, but now, after three years, it's become worse. Firstly, um, our municipality is one of the municipalities that have got problems when it comes to finance. But then we cannot say that we cannot give our people water because water is life and sanitation is dignity. What is happening in the municipality is a capacity where we keep it failing. That is why the intervention that we are doing, we are upgrading our system. I can just give an example. The system is called St. Helens Road, where we took the water from the dam. We are just upgrading that one, being assisted by COPTA in the office of the MEC Samoga. And we have started the project. We are anticipating that maybe we will finish around July, July, uh, I mean July, September, October, if we did not have anything that will make us to stop. Once we finish that, we are, we've got it hope that people around Liberty, around the third room, around your your portrait field CBD will have water, even though it's not enough because the capacity of the water that we are getting, it does not give everyone to have water. So now how do we then intervene? We sometimes give uh, our people the uh, water tankers, which are not enough as well. Like you saying now, even if they see that water tanker, some of our community members, rightly so, they just want to take the water tanker to their own property which is not allowed because we need to share all of us. Also, there's an intervention that is done by the minister because we did not sit down and just be in a denial stage. We ourselves did the calling to the minister to say, please, minister, come and assist. Now, there was a meeting that took place with the stakeholders where a minister just did pressure in that meeting to say that he will assist the OKU and the OKU is on top in the municipalities that should be assisted, simply because we did not sit down and say, no, everything is fine. And also the Premier was with us in February. He did come back again last week to do the very same thing. Now there is a war room that is sitting almost every day with all the stakeholders because we want to sort the problem. We cannot have our communities without water for quite a long time. That is what we are doing. While there is no water in other areas, what we do, mostly, we just give them water with water tankers and total tanks. And also, the last thing that I just want to, 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 to say or concur with Mr. Ibrahim is that our infrastructure is aging, especially in the urban areas, because they were the first one to get this infrastructure. Now it's aging. And as the municipality that we are suffering, we are just only doing the maintenance instead of us putting the new infrastructure. That is what we are calling is the long-term plan, where we are sitting as a room now. We are dealing with the long-term plan and the quick intervention. The quick intervention in some of the areas will also put the boreholes where we've already started 
to say why we don't have water in the tax, but our own communities cannot just uh, suffer, they must get water. So we are trying our best, but we cannot deny that there are problems. And also we communicate with the councillors and in the WhatsApp groups that we have if there are these problems, because we cannot just sit and give them the stress. They don't even know how to answer. That is what we are doing so, as a minister. So, 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 so may in a case where, as <clears throat> Ibrahim has uh, so clearly described for us, where you have different points of vulnerability within the community, right? So if you have a special needs school, one would think that it would be a priority for the municipality to ensure that there is some form of water supply that is reaching um, a a facility like that. It doesn't sound to be the case. Why is that? It is a priority. First and foremost, it's not true that it is not a priority. But we've got many schools around our area. I think maybe visited one or two or three. Where now I'm happy to go to raise that concern. We can then come and make make a plan so we can assist. But it is a priority. The hospitals are the priority. If there is no water in the hospital, we even take all our water centers or most of them so then we can put water in the hospital. It cannot be that the hospital has got no water if, even for the day. That one will make us to suffer of the government and also in the schools what we do yes but but how many special needs schools do you have in your district sorry how many special needs schools do you have in your district the special needs schools uh, i think it's three if i'm not mistaken i think it's three that is where we are focusing the most that is what i'm saying if there is a school that does not have water we do focus and also we respond if we had in time that there's no water because our focus is schools and our focus is hospitals and also our community members so that is what we do but in a climate where there's generally no water and and taps have run dry uh, one would imagine that the consistent supply, as you supply hospitals, you would also need to supply, in particular, your special needs schools. That is what we, that is what we do. We do supply the, the special needs schools. That is what I'm saying. If we did not share, maybe I'm the mayor and there is the employee that needs to Can I come in there? Yeah, yeah, Ibrahim, I'm I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a chance to come in in a moment. Um, let me go to the news sure. desk. It's just time for us to take the 11:30 news headlines. As always, I'll also uh, take your calls on the other side of the headlines. Zero double one seven one four two double zero six. On the WhatsApp line, you can send your voice notes and messages to zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. We're talking about the Ugu District Municipality. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. We continue the conversation on the talking point. Ibrahim, let me give you a chance to uh, come in there. Of course, we're focusing on um, the state of affairs in the Ugu District Municipality. We've been uh, looking specifically at the water challenges because those have really also been what have caught the eye of the national government as well and prompted uh, some level of intervention. Thank you. Um, firstly, I just want to respond to uh, uh, Honorable Mayor. When she says Hibadine and Port Shepton has water and we have to move water around, Hibadine, which is where I live, uh, hasn't had water for 129 days. 
Ramsgate hasn't had water for 110 days. Stick Farm, a rural area just three minutes away from my house, hasn't had water uh, for two years. And I want to be clear in the context of when I say no water, we do not count uh, in seven-day period if we get water for two or three hours or even in a day, if you want to um, exaggerate the situation to the benefit of Ugu, we do not count one day water in a seven-day period as giving us water. There was a day when um, we had water in the morning for two hours, and we thought, okay, we had water, and as the washing machine started um, moving with the whole week's uh, washing, there it goes. The the, the water just got cut off again. So uh, I hear the mayor saying there is water, but but we must be very clear about... We must be very clear about consistent water supply. Consistent water supply or the lack thereof is what's causing the challenges. Because even if we had a schedule, we had a schedule to say, guys, um, uh, Hibidin will have water for Monday and Wednesday and Friday, and then we ship water to other areas on Tuesday and Thursday. Then we can prepare, and then life doesn't become so difficult. Uh, The life of the Gokos doesn't become so difficult. We have to rely on public transport. We can plan around what's going on. Uh, the lack of planning, the lack of schedules, the lack of dealing with the short-term immediate effect on the, uh, the impact is, is what's concerning. Um, and, and I know it's not for discussion, but if we look at Eskom, they give us a schedule to say when we're going to have load shedding, we then can prepare. We can charge our cell phones, charge our laptops, prepare, because we know what's going to happen when it's going to happen. But with this moving around of the water that the mayor is talking about, uh, the Honourable Mayor, uh, it's really inconsistent. It, it's really, uh, it's like you're taking the lotto. It's your luck if you get water. Sometimes water comes on at 2 in the morning and uh, you realize it because you hear the water suddenly gushing in the sink. This is really something that we are not prepared for. I also want to respond to the, 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 the special needs school. And this for me is important because, you know, as an activist, we all have something that we care for. And I really care for those who don't have a voice. And you'll notice in my dialogue, I keep talking about the elderly. I keep talking about the people in the rural areas. And I want to take this opportunity to highlight and be the voice for the voiceless because the average middle-class man and upper-class man, they can afford the Georgia tanks. They can afford the pumps. They can afford solar systems to run these pumps when there's no chilling. But she is still suffering. And when I go out into these areas, I see the suffering. I see how their hands are being cut carrying heavy containers. I see how little children who are supposed to be studying after school are pushing wheelbarrows and charging go-go 10 rand to go and get water from the nearest collection point. This is very, very, very disturbing for me. I was raised in a rural area, and I will not be uh, silenced on this issue. And, and, and like I said, in the rural areas, it is far worse, far worse. 129 days in Hibidin, that's three or four months, and it's terrible. But if I take you to Stick Farm now, in the last two years, there's been no water. And again, no water in the, con- in the context of inconsistency. With regards to the special needs school, yes, the mayor is correct. On the 1st of February, I engaged with um, Premier Sishra Sikalala when he came down, where I highlighted a number of concerns, one of them being the special needs school. A lady came from uh, Kokhta and met me after that and said, Sheikh, we will get back to you. I need to uh, help you with the school in your area. 
Nothing's happened. No feedback. Where the cocktail went to the mayor and it was supposed to be posted down to me, I've had no communication from Kokta or Ugu regarding the school. And the school has now had to go and get private donors, which is very difficult. You know, when you run a private school, you don't have money. But now you, you want a Jojo tank. You want to get a pump and you're battling. So we're trying to assist them privately. The other thing that I want to uh, highlight on is so far I've been asked to just paint a picture of what's going on on the ground. Uh, I haven't been asked to discuss on what's the way forward. But just to touch on that, Tishna Sikhanala did come on the 1st of February. He promised us a turnaround plan on within 30 days. Um, the turnaround plan, unfortunately, was a bit delayed due to the, the floods in the area, which I fully understand. Um, Minister of Water and Sanitation was down here two weeks ago on Friday. Uh, he uh, addressed us. Premier Tishna Sikhanala was there. My Honorable Mayor um, Tiana was there as well. I did meet her. I spoke to her. And we are putting things in place, as she mentioned, the war room is in place. However, this war room, now we're talking about the war room as one of the solutions. I haven't heard from this war room. Uh, they, they, uh, Tuno was very clear when he left on that day. He says, I want a meeting today and I want to see the minutes and you will report directly to the female's office and you will be the bridge of communication between what's happening at Ugu and the community. Where is that bridge? Where is that communication? Where are the updates from the war room to say, you've met daily, here's the minutes of the meeting, this is what the challenges are, this is what we're doing about it. So the war room, I supported the war room. In fact, I wanted to be part of the war room. Uh, But now the thing is, how effective is this war room? It's running for one and a half weeks now. Where's the feedback from the war room? How far have we gone? Or is it just another promise now that we're going to wait for six months before we start engaging again on all right. Ibrahim, um, I think I've given you ample time to deal with some of the responses that the mayor has uh, given. Let me give yes, then uh, Mayam Tiani a, a chance to respond before I bring in the spokesperson for the KZN Premier Hall talk about what they're doing from a provincial perspective to respond to the challenges. Um, ma'am, can I just ask one more minute? Thank you. Before we get move over to the spokesperson, to the premier. Can I just highlight one important issue that I've forgotten about? Very quickly, Sheikh. Very quickly. The, another important issue with regard to the infrastructure, which you mentioned, that is aging. Um, billions of rands have been spent on the infrastructure. The, the mayor and the, and the speaker's office uh, and the premier's office really need to take into consideration uh, sabotage. I found two guys on the Ugu Reservoir here in Hibidin that were not supposed to be in the reservoir. And when I asked them what they think, they say they're turning the water on and off under instruction from Ugu, which I, I suspect they lied to me. There's a lot of sabotage going on, and I don't know why, but the, the mayor's office needs to really look, and I'm coming in from an assistant point of view, look into this issue of sabotage. There are people who are sabotaging the system to benefit from the lack of water. Thank All you. right. All right, Ibrahim. Thanks for that. Um, Councillor Mtiani? Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Um, I'll start with the first uh, comment from Mr. Ibrahim. It's not true that I said he didn't go to water. If you remember very well, I even said the intervention that we are doing so then Hippadin and CBD can have water is that we are doing the upgrade in St. Helens Rock, where we assisted by Cocta and the Premier. And as I even say, said that we anticipate that we might finish that by July, August or September if we did not have any problem around. But I did not, I did not say that Hippatin does, does have water. I know very well that we are giving them water, 
maybe once or twice a day, maybe we just give them water through water tankers because this is what we are doing. And also, what we have done as this executive of Oku, we have even visited these areas so we can see ourselves as to what is happening. And I can tell you now, when we were there with all politicians, we feel that, no, this is too much. The infrastructure is aging and it's worse. We need to do something very quick. Lucky enough, because the minister and the premier were here with regard to the war room. The war room is sitting, and I'm wondering if Mr. Ibrahim said that they don't have the information. If you remember very well, I'm happy to go to the thing. When we, well, when we left, the minister said that uh, the community must choose three people who are going to sit in that in that war room, so then they can get the feedback from the community members and also from the councillors. The war room is sitting almost every day because we are intervening, and it's not only the but, but surely there on- must be a way of publicising that information. So it cannot be information that is exclusive to the people who are representing the community uh, on the war room and the officials it, it, that, it, that are part of it. Even yesterday, we we, we sent. Through Facebook, through WhatsApp, through the red pairs, we send the message, we send the correspondence to give them to what is happening, because that is what we are doing as a municipality. I don't know, maybe the community member that is, is talking about, they did not get that even yesterday. I did that in my office through the communication senior manager. We did that and it was everywhere to tell our own communities, yes, the war room that is sitting will give the feedback maybe quarterly because it cannot take six months, as you're saying. The quick interventions must be done now because our people want water now. And the minister is ready to assist. He even said that they, if it was something that is easy, he was going to say, listen, go there, fix this one, and I'll pay you now. But we can't, we can't do that. Because there are processes that we need to do, which are internal processes. But that war room is going to assist us with the quick intervention. What have you identified as being behind the high incidents in, in as far as the breakages of, of infrastructure in the municipality, which I understand have, have increased by about 50% um, month on month? Okay. In this one, I think it's correct what is Mr. Ibrahim is saying. When he said um, in some of our areas, the pump stations, our plants, we find that they are being vandalized. And uh, what we do as the municipality to open the cases through SARS, and no one has been caught at this moment. We are trying our best in, in the municipality at least to have our own security so that we can just close the ranks and also be monitored monitoring very correct. But remember what I said to you from the first time, it's not easy just to put the security in all our, our systems, but that is what we are trying because we could see. In the issue of our pipes that are breaking, it's some of the things that are happening which we are looking very close as well, is the issue of illegal connections where everybody is just doing, even the business people, by the way, some of them are not even paying for this water. So what we are doing now, we are trying our best that we are on the street so that we can just connect them correctly. We are not going to say we are going to take everybody uh, in court or what, but we are, con- we are going to connect them because it's breaking everywhere. There are illegal connections, whether it's rural areas or it's urban areas, but the illegal connections are there. That is the intervention that we are doing as a municipality while we do have this problem.
Lennox, let, let me bring you in here from the perspective of uh, the Premier's office that has also been trying to get actively involved in helping this municipality solve its problems. What have you identified to be uh, perhaps some of the weaknesses uh, in the municipality that make it difficult uh, for them to respond to this issue? Well, uh, thank you uh, to you, Kathy, oh, okay. and uh, greetings to the listeners and, and all the, the mayor and, and the, the, the colleagues uh, on, on, on the other side. Um, no, uh, look, Shake. I want uh, uh, Shake, Shake, yes, uh, uh, Mr. Shake, greetings to you as well. Uh, what we, we need to understand this case here is that uh, the Ugo water challenges are now uh, receiving provincial and national priority. As the mayor has indicated, the provincial government and national government led by Minister um, Kuno as well as the Premier uh, Premier has been on this matter and is basically uh, ensuring that uh, the municipality receives the support. The challenges, I think the mayor has documented them, the, 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 the challenges are just beyond uh, Ugu as, as, as a district. They are a challenge that requires both provincial and national intervention. And as such, what uh, the, 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 the six-point plan that the Premier presented last week when he attended the meeting uh, is a response plan that the war room is working on delivering uh, on a daily basis. Uh, this six-point plan, which covers, among others, ensuring that uh, the spheres of government reprioritize budgets to make sure that uh, we are able to fix the mechanical infrastructure and the old refurbishment that are required, especially for the Popoy water treatment works, the Mtavuma water treatment works, the Umzumkulu off-channel dams, and the upgrade of Umzumkulu storage dam, which needs to be increased to, to be above uh, 80%. Those are some of the serious key infrastructural projects that Need are being attended to, that needs to be attended to, and this unfortunately cannot be fixed overnight. So there is quite a lot of, 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 of work that government has been doing, including ensuring that there is an upgrade of ESCOM uh, uh, power at the Umtavuna water treatment work, uh, which uh, you know is one of the areas that are going to assist in the refurbishment of mechanical and electrical in infrastructure at St. Helens Rock and many others. There's quite a number of projects that can be so What government has done is that government has always ensured that this, the, the challenges, uh, they are able to take the community on board. In the stakeholder engagement that the Prima held before even the one that was held by the minister, uh, communities were on board, they were taken through uh, our sitting next to Mr. Sheikh in particular, uh, and they were able to also be invited to provide solutions where they believe that they will be quick solutions and government that were able to welcome that. As the mayor quite correctly alluded to, even in the establishment of the war room that sits daily, that has been given very clear task by the minister, Sandra and the premier, and very clear, you know, marching orders. And, and the mayor is overseeing that on a daily basis. Uh, there are quite key areas and targets that have been set to ensure that in, in, in the shortest period of, uh, period available, we are able to be able to see a turnaround on the water situation in the Ugu area. So the community representatives have been invited and they were asked to nominate people to sit there so that they can report to the community on a daily basis because government said, we are not going to hide anything away from the people. We want the people to see what we are doing. We also want them to co-provide and, 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 and be part of the solution. Mr. Sheikh himself volunteered 
Uh, but of course, it now depended on whether the other organizations, because there were many organizations that from various sectors that were there, they needed to nominate three reps to represent them. So there's quite a lot of work being, being yeah, done. In Ms. Terms. Ms. Mr. Mabaso, if in fact there was the kind of buy-in that you talk about today, do you think we would be seeing the threats of protests by members of the community within the areas that fall under the district, the, the Ugu district municipality? Uh, what you, you see, for instance, to make an example, uh, the issue of water, government has never underestimated the crisis that people are facing. Even if you cannot have water even for two hours, uh, that is serious enough. And that's a level of education government is applying to this, to this regard. So people will, from time to time, uh, uh, they, they, they raise issues around water. And what happened that this very same government, uh, the, the, the NEC for Human Settlement in KZN and Papua's Mr. Chomosbia and the mayor, went and addressed the people and indicated them what focus are, 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 is, is, is being done. Uh, and I, as I said, government is very transparent, is very open. But the such an issue of water, because for an hour you can't live without water. And the government has got to continuously account on what is being done. But to, it will be misleading the people to say the challenge is, is something that can be uh, the silver bullet to it right now. Uh, but what is needed to be done is to put in place a plan of action, what is being done daily to ensure that infrastructure issues are addressed, water All storage right. are addressed. Uh, refurbishment of infrastructure is addressed. So there's a long-term, there's a medium-term, there's a long-term plan solution. And the, from time to time, the premier and the minister and the mayor go out to the, to the community, invite stakeholders, and take them on board. And we are adamant that uh, this problem will be resolved uh, with all the big, big plans and, 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 the, and the projects. Um, we're not only talking about the plans, we're talking about some work that is already beginning to happen on the ground. Uh, that at some point we would like to invite SAFM to come and then sit in some of the, the dams and some of the infrastructure that is being laid down on the ground to address the, the challenge permanently. Alright, Mr. Mabaso, we're going to leave it there for now. When we come back I'll also take some of your calls just to uh, get a sense in terms of the, the issues that have been put on the table and also the, the response that we have from the mayor and, uh, you know, from Lennox Mabaso, who is uh, with the KZN Premier's office and uh, how they're responding then as a provincial office to the challenges. I mean, one my, my thinking around it is that by the time that you have to bring in the provincial or national government, it effectively means that you have failed. It has pointed to a failure. And, you know, we're talking about water. We haven't even gotten to the actual state of an area like the Ugu District Municipality, which is considered a going concern. It's, you know, at least that's how it's classified by the Auditor General, which means it is at risk of being able to to, to operate, at least financially. And and those are, you can imagine how that is impacting other avenues of, of service delivery. So so the problems are bigger than just the issue of water. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, let me go to the phone lines in Durban. Blessing, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Blessing? I'm all right. Uh, I'm Blessing from Ugu District under, um, uh, under Umzumbe Municipality, Ward 15. Mm-hmm. Yes, I hear we just talked about uh, the, the state, maybe the state of the municipality. 
of a district as a whole. I, I, I will tell you now, the state is not really good. The mayor knows. Uh, I'm here to talk about water and also, can I touch base on the road? Yes, just try and keep it as brief for me as possible, Blessing. Okay. The, the problem with water, as the other, the, the other activists have said, the problem with water has been happening since maybe more than 10 years because they did not finish even the project that they were, they, they, they were, they were rolling out water into the community, especially the one at, at Ward 15, Ward 15 at Umzumbe municipality, <laughs> because after, after that, they, they did not even come back for those stand pipes that they, 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 were, they were rolling out into the municipality. And still, as we, as we speak now, it's, it's still that same state. Uh, so the disaster just exacerbated the situation, but it was, it was very bad even way before. So also on the roads, there is the road, the, the, the mayor knows uh, the road is connecting from Umdoni municipality to Uku municipality. That road, uh, uh, they, they say it's, it's been done by a national government or provincial government, but still, the project, it began before, before COVID-19, but it, it, was on, it was put on hold before even uh, the, the, those, the, those lockdowns. Uh, the reason, it was not known, it was not communicated with the community. Even as we speak today, uh, the project did not continue the road is very bad mm. at Uku municipality, and they, they they know they know the words that they ignore. They ignore uh, Ward 15, Umzumbe municipality. They ignore everything. They is even now they haven't talked about Umzumbe uh, Ward 15. They all won't right. talk about it because they ignore it all the time. All right, blessing in Durban. Let's leave it there. Kalanga also calling us from Durban. Good morning. Kate Sosaza and uh, uh, the other case is called Shake. Yes. Yes, Shake. good morning and how are you? I'm uh, well, yeah. I, want to, I, I want to talk about uh, two things. One is uh, the road D365, uh, which connects Wamazala uh, Clinic. I want to check with the mayor if they have a plan to rehabilitate, overhaul, or even tar the road. It's very bad. Uh, its condition has been compounded and exacerbated by the floods. That's number one. Number two, the water is inconsistent. There is no schedule. There is no clear timetable. I mean, Sosaza, it does not need uh, the provincial uh, government or the national government's intervention in order for you to have a timetable that on this day, at this time, water will be delivered. And when that timetable is crafted and drafted, it must be taken into consideration that some community members are working it must be around three, four when people are out of work because in most cases when people are coming back from work, they are told that the water tanker was here, it will come to come back tomorrow. And that has got a negative impact in life and livelihood. livelihood. Mm. All right. Thanks for that, Kalanga. Let's leave it there. Let me take Fran in Bennis Rest. Good morning. Hi. Uh, my name is Fran. Um, so I would like to know why the water, uh, the power from the Eastern Cape is not being supplied. Um, every time we ask about it, we get this run around for why uh, there is, uh, they are uh, speaking to communities and, and so forth. But um, why is the power not supplied from, from the Eastern Cape? 
to supply us with water. It's been paid for. What's happening there? Mm-hmm. And and friend, where 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 do you live specifically? Port Edward, Banners West, right on the on the cusp of um of the Eastern Cape. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, friend. Uh, just 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 to give you some background information, we've been without water for sixty days now. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, friend. Th- thanks for that question. Uh, let me give Councillor Tiani an opportunity to respond. Thank you. Thank you. Can I start with the last speaker with the issue of, of the electricity and ESCOM and also the Eastern Cape? I think it's the one that Ms. Delanos was talking about in Tavuna, where we are taking the electricity from Eastern Cape simply because our transmission is not enough for us to do the upgrade. We had a meeting even this morning. I'm in Devon in ICC. We had a meeting which was myself the Office of the Premier, MEC Copter, and the ESCOM, and the ESCOM from the national level. So we, yes, we are talking about that because the issues were on the ground around Eastern Cape. Now we are intervening as the politicians so that we can just try and push for the project to be finalized. We are also having a meeting, the consultation meeting on Thursday, which was also confirmed by the Mayor of, of, of Alfred Nzov and also Mayor of Winnie Mandela Municipality, where we are going to meet with the community so then they can be able to let ESCOM do their job. Because ESCOM has done everything, but the project was stopped by the community of Eastern Cape. We wanted uh, some clarification that we are going to give to them on, on, on Wednesday. And thereafter, the project will kickstart so then we can be able to upgrade electricity around the area of Mitavon. The second speaker from Sosaza, I think I want to concur with him when he said it's only the issue of the schedule where we must give the councillor the real, the real schedule to say the water is coming today. You're not going to get water on Thursday, but you'll get the water on Monday. That's the only issue where we need to maybe to deal with it so then they, they, they can be able to know as to when the water is coming. The issue of the road, I'm going to take it, but we are not dealing with the road as the Uku district municipality. It's in the local municipalities because we are water and sanitation authority. But I cannot say here, I'm not responding about it. I'm going to take it to the mayors. Lucky enough, we are all here. As I'm, I'm leaving this meeting or this, this interview, I will then take the information to Mayor Wasemzumbe from Mdoni and also Mayor Wasemzumbe. The issue of what 15 at Mzumbe and because even the former mayor was in what 15 Mzumbe, but on a call, he was coming from that area. Now when you're saying you're ignoring that area, it's just the problems that we're having as the municipality that we're talking about now, where we did not have water to finish other projects that we have on the ground. But I cannot just sit here and say you are correct if you say it's not that area. Because he was coming in that, in that area, and I know he was working in Tumzumbe like there is no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But what, what I cannot deny is that we do have challenges where the taps we don't need at source and the capacity. All right. That is what 
That is the intervention that is done by the minister and the premier. I thank you. Uh, Councillor Mtiani, we're going to have to leave it there. She's the mayor of the Ugu District Municipality. It sounds to me that there needs to be a lot more transparency in terms of some of these interventions. And we'll certainly keep talking to the leaders and the activists from that area. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there for this morning. It's also where we wrap it up with the talking point for today. Uh, We'll be back again tomorrow. For now, it's over to Sakina Kamwendo with the update at noon.